This is a 980 CKNW podcast. It's time to check in with Rick Forchuk. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. How are you today? Well, I'm uh, still waiting for my taxi. <laughs> that's how I'm doing. Oh, dear. That's not good. That's the taxi story. Uh, at the Vancouver Club last night, Jill left a function at about midnight, a uh, black tie. So my wife, Betty Boop, and I decked out in tuxedo and her in their very, very finest. Uh, couldn't even get through to black talk cabs, but uh, did get through to yellow cab. After about a 20-minute wait to talk to a dispatcher, was told it would be 15 to 45 minutes for a taxi, and they would phone when they were about 10 minutes out, and I'm still waiting for that call, Jill. Huh, well, hopefully you found another way to get home. Yeah, well, somebody who uh, saw us uh, standing in the rain for 45 minutes uh, took pity on us and said, where are you going? We said, well, we're just going down to the Bayshore because didn't want to drive after having had a couple of glasses of wine. He said, well... Gosh, I'll take you. It won't take me that long to do that. So uh, the kindness of a stranger and um, still no yellow cab. Yikes. Yeah, unfortunately, that uh, story is not unique. It so not. hopefully things change. Yeah, and uh, I'm hoping my phone will ring any minute. <laughs> any time now. Yeah. Should be getting there. Uh, don't have to wait for Star Wars. No, we don't have to wait for Star Wars, The Last Jedi. And first off, Jill, if you're a Star Wars aficionado, this film will offer all you could hope for and more. Uh, But it really depends on just how far back you go as a fan. Nothing is new here, and everything is new. We're still steeped in a war between the First Order, which grew out of the evil empire from the first movies, and the Resistance, which is still the Resistance. Leia is its leader, much older, and still played by the late Carrie Fisher. And Luke Skywalker is back, older and still played by Mark Hamill. Now, I have to exercise great care here, because despite the fact that there's still a lot of X-Wing fighters doing uh, going after cruisers and battleships of the First Order, and the fact that a lot of stuff blows up, there are many story threads which, if explained fully, would result in spoilers, and I won't do that. Uh, the credits now read that it's based on characters created by George Lucas. Uh, he's the Star Wars originator, having sold the whole shebang to Disney a few years ago. And the evidence of Lucas not being involved is seen in this quote from Mark Hamill, who, on being presented with a script by director Ryan Johnson, is reported to have said, quote, I fundamentally disagree with every choice you've made for this character, Luke Skywalker. Now, having said that and gotten it off my chest, my job now is to take what you've created and do my best to realize your vision, end of quote. Uh, As one who was there in the beginning of Star Wars, I understand actor Hamill's angst. Uh, Having seen the film, this is not quite the Luke Skywalker of old, although most of us do get a little cranky as we get older, as does he. Uh, There are many new characters involved, several having been introduced in the most recent Star Wars films, including Finn, played by John Boyega, Kylo Ren, played by Adam Driver, whom you must remember killed his father, Han Solo, in the last movie, and Daisy Ridley as Rey, who has a strange connection with Kylo Ren. No Darth Vader here, but instead of just cameos in the last Star Wars film, both R2-D2 and C-3PO are back in the heart of the action here. Uh, Many lightsaber battles ensue. The Imperial Walkers are among the hardware deployed by the First Order. Supreme Leader Snoke of the First Order is diabolical in every move of his misshapen head and face and very well played by Andy Serkis. I enjoyed the movie. I could not help but feel, being a Star Wars veteran, though, that the franchise is beginning to pass me by just a little bit. We have a new generation here of both Resistance players and First Order megalomaniacs, and we also get a glimpse of an even younger generation coming up. Good movie, Jill. 14A rating. It
it will do huge box office numbers, and it deserves it. All right. So still many people uh, going out to see that one. Uh, we do have another film, though, Ferdinand. Yep, diametrically opposed uh, to uh, Star Wars. This is based on the 1936 children's book by Monroe Leaf, and we haven't seen a real depiction of the story on the big screen other than a Disney short in 1938, which won an Oscar for Best Animated Short. Uh, you can watch that one on YouTube, by the way, if you wish. Just uh, go to YouTube and uh, put Ferdinand in, and you'll see the original. It's worth it, though. It's the charm exhibited in this uh, parallel to the book, which is only 800 words long, so you can just imagine how much padding has to be done for this new movie in order to get something they can fill out an hour and 48 minutes. And if there's any problem with the movie at all, that would be it. The core story is here. Ferdinand is a bull in Spain who, ever since he was little, just wanted to sit down under his favorite cork tree and smell the flowers. But bulls in Spain are bred for just one thing, and that's to get into the ring with a matador and fight to the death. Despite Ferdinand's size and ferocious look, he's a most gentle creature who, when sent into the ring, still just wants to find some flowers to smell. Now that's the story. So stretch it out. We have a number of subplots, a bunch of sidekicks, many of which are downright irritating, and a lesson that's important but is driven home a little too enthusiastically. The voice work is just fine with John Cena as the voice of Ferdinand, along with Kate McKinnon, Peyton Manning, and Anthony Anderson portraying numbers of characters who were never in the book. Uh, but one must judge this movie for what it is. It's a family film that will be suitable for holiday viewing, uh, a chance to get all those kiddies who are too young for Star Wars out to the movies with their parents, grandparents, parents, aunts, uncles, or nannies. It serves that purpose very well. There'll be no Oscars for this one, but it is fine for what it is, and it's a G rating, Joe. All right. Uh, sounds good. Uh, Netflix has Christmas Inheritance. Yes, for those who like this kind of thing, and this is that kind of thing. Uh, Eliza Taylor, who's one of the stars of the Vancouver shot CW series The Hundred, makes a major change here in this Netflix original film designed for the holiday season. She plays a character named Ellen, who is the obvious heir to her father's company. He's approaching retirement and is working on the succession plan, uh, but at the company Christmas party, lots of those around right now, uh, he doesn't like what he sees in the way his daughter handles herself, and he slaps a condition on her inheritance. She has to make a pilgrimage back to the small town of her birth, a place she barely remembers, and deliver a Christmas card to Dad's former partner. The town is called Snow Falls, and guess what happens when she arrives, Joe? Snowstorm. So she snowed in, she learns important lessons about herself, and she just might find love there, too. Uh, rating is 14A. That's Christmas Inheritance on Netflix. All right. And if you're not into a Christmas movie, uh, Manhunt. Yeah, this is Unabomber. It's from 2017. Uh, Paul Bettany plays Unabomber Ted Kaczynski, a domestic terrorist who, between 1978 and 1995, killed a number of people with letter bombs and similar devices. Now, the FBI took years to crack this case, but eventually, through sound detective work and some help from the public, they found out his identity and his whereabouts. Now, this show aired earlier this year on Discovery Channel in the States, and even though it was advertised to appear in Canada, it never did. So this is our first look. Sam Worthington and Chris Knopf also star. It's a mature rating show. All right. Uh, over on Crave TV, uh, also uh, Russell Peters' Christmas. Yes, this one's from 2011. It's a few years old now, but this special in which stand-up comic and now actor with his own series, The Indian Detective, uh, still holds up well in a holiday sort of way. Uh, guests include Michael Buble, Pamela Anderson, John Lovitz, and Ted Lang. Ted Lang was Isaac, your bartender on The Love Boat. That's a Russell Peters Christmas. It's on Crave TV. And also on Crave TV is 10 Days in the Valley. 
and this is Tyra Sedgwick as a TV producer whose young daughter disappears in the middle of the night, creating a series of events that are very tense and difficult. Now, this one ran earlier on ABC, but after four episodes, it was pulled from the schedule. Here's your opportunity to see the whole thing if you like. It's not going to have a trip back. It did not get renewed for another season. That's 10 Days in the Valley, and that's on Crave TV. All right, good for a binge watch, but don't expect another season. Exactly right. All right, and if people, I know there are a lot of fans of A Christmas Story. I've never been a huge fan, but there's the live version? There is, and uh, it went to Broadway, Jill. So tonight, uh, we have A Christmas Story Live. It's the movie version of the Broadway version of the classic movie version of A Christmas Story. And if that makes any sense at all, it is a musical. It's narrated by Matthew Broderick. It has Maya Rudolph as the mom, Chris Diamantopoulos as the old man, and young Andy Walken as Ralphie. It's a little difficult for those who see this story, the original, as the definitive holiday treat, to get their heads around the updated musical version, but it is great fun. That's tonight on Fox, Jill. All right. And has your cab called while we've been talking? No, no, no? call from the cab. Still waiting, Jill. <sighs> Well, yeah, well, it's uh, unfortunate, like we said off the top, but that's happening far too much. I had a very similar experience, and I ended up walking and took my shoes off and walked in bare feet on the sidewalk because I couldn't walk home in the shoes at the Christmas party. But there you go. Never never found a cab on that trip home either. Yeah, I saw a lady do exactly that while we were standing in the rain waiting. Yeah. Yes, really. Yes, exactly. All right, well, we will continue following that. Rick, thank you so much. Always good to chat with you. Thanks, Joe. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.